What is up, you beautiful podcast? I'm back. That's right. Last week, we dropped a new episode, uh, kicking off a new season. And this bad boy right here is number 50. Yeah. Uh, technically, there's more episodes than that, but full episodes that I'm actually numbering and labeling are 50 uh, and some change there. But yeah, 50, episode 50. So it, it you know made sense to bring back uh, the original guest. That's my buddy, Chuck aka Rhino Ranger. You might know him from the vlogs. You might know him from Instagram. You might know him from Twitch chat. He's a man of many faces and many, many talents. Um, and I love him. He's, uh, he's one of my best friends and he's been with me for a very, very long time. Uh, and he lives, he's back in Arizona, which means you know, when, when we can see each other, we're going to see each other. Uh, and, uh, we've already shared some dope times in his, uh, you know, the year that he's been here coming up on a year and uh you know he's uh he's a dad and he's going through the the, the changes of what is a toddler and so uh many many changes for chuck since the last time we talked to him so uh without further ado please enjoy episode 50 of riffing with clintus what is up my clan welcome back to riffing with clintus episode 50 holy crap i made it i made it to 50 episodes uh, there's, there's a couple of bonus ones in there mixed in, but as official episodes, we're at the big five Oh, and who better to have back on the podcast for the third time, the original guest, my good friend, Chuck Reynolds. How are we doing, Chuck? What is up, Mr. Clintus? How are you today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm in this like weird, like not weird, but like I'm in this vibe right now of like super positive, super op- optimistic. Uh, made a lot of changes recently and I'm like trying to keep the momentum going. Like the biggest thing right now is momentum. Like I, I got the, I got the momentum going, but it's to like, keep it going. Like, um, I picture like a giant ball and I'm just trying to like keep the ball rolling, you know? And it's so heavy that if I, if I stop for just a second, it's going to stop and I won't be able to get it going again. You know, angular momentum. There I get you go. It. There you go. I get it. <laughs> so I had to look it up cause I wasn't sure, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since your last, the last time on the podcast it was back in July. It's almost a year, over a year ago. It's July 29th. So we just missed it by like a, like a week. Wow. Uh, but the last it's, time we uh, talked, you we were, you know talked about like you being a dad. Because you're a dad now. Yep. That's a thing. Still am, you know. Still, still a dad. Still am. <laughs> You've kept her alive for how long now? <laughs> uh, yeah, 14 or so months. 14 months. Walking, so. talking, making noises. Definitely has attitudes. You know all that oh yeah oh yeah and it's and it sucks because like i was so excited that you moved to arizona i was like oh my god i'm gonna be able to see chuck and the baby and the and and the wife and 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 then then COVID happened and then we've seen each other like once i think (laughs) since Since then yeah yeah. we had a we had a a few uh interludes i guess yeah yeah thankfully like right before i think it was like oh actually no it it was a black friday remember like we talked about the the smoker and that's the, the whole yeah. conversation with the smoker. We put your smoker together. Yeah. So it was like yeah. December. Some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then, I mean, I didn't even move back till December. So, um, yeah, but as you know, but to tell everybody else that asks the question a thousand times, why'd you move back to Arizona? Uh, it's just Amy's, Amy's parents live here. So we have grandma and grandpa to like help with the kiddo. Um, uh, and as you know, that's, uh, very useful thing uh and i think we just, we just got really lucky that we got out of the city before this whole shit storm happened with the pandemic because 
being in a one bedroom apartment in the middle of San Francisco where everything's on a hard lockdown with, you know, a one year old. Oh, I'm stressed out now. I couldn't imagine. I think Amy and I would have killed each other. <laughs> by now. There's just no way. At least we have rooms. Like I got my own room to like for my office, you know, the Peloton's in here. It's like the workout room also, but she's got her own room and then we have the master. So it's just having more room and parents, you know, her grandparent or well, yeah, Mara's grandparents are here to help. So that's extremely useful. And it was really good because we had her in a little school um, again until this whole thing happened so i think it was going really good but then that happened and then we had to slowly figure out the you know how to join you know join our tribe with her uh, parent tribe because everybody was scared and her parents are sort of immunocompromised because of age and health stuff so we didn't want to initially stay together because you know nobody knew anything at the beginning so right definitely the beginning was pretty rough you know trying to you know Amy's working full-time from home and I obviously work from home and then have, you know, a kid running around all the time that sometimes doesn't sleep at night. So you're already grumpy. And then sometimes she doesn't take naps and, you know, you're trying to juggle meetings and juggle time with the kid. It's the whole new world, whole new world. Yeah. It's a whole new world plus a pandemic. Right. Yeah. Well, that was, and that was the, that was your initial stress in the beginning was just like the three of you locked at the home because you both were working from home and you couldn't take the baby to, to, to the school or daycare. So it was like, like a compound of stress and multiple angles. And there was no escape. Cause you could, it was like, you can go to the bar and have a drink or go hang out with friends. So it was like yeah. this vicious, uh, everyone was just it, trapped. Everyone could feel like trapped. Very much whiskey consumed. I'll tell you that volumes of, of, yep. of alcohol, copious amounts. Yes. Copious. Good word. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. out of word. I'm working on it, man. Hanging out with you and getting better. And then, then I say stupid stuff like uh, scholarly, slollerly, slollerly, One of the best clips ever. <laughs> the best part is I'm wearing the fucking hot dog costume. That's yeah, the best part. That was a good one. <laughs> Shallerly. I need. Uh, so we, we've got like what five clips now? I think we need like five to six, six more, and then we can you know make a little video. <laughs> oh yeah, we we can definitely do that. I mean, if we're all you know patient enough, it'll happen. So. Oh yeah, I, I just had a, I just had one the other day. What was it? Uh, I said I something. Wanna, it was, and I caught myself. One, I said it. Theoretically. Like, yeah. Well, theoretically, that one, I got pissed at that one. I'm like, what the fuck word is that? What? I, was, I was playing Tarkov on that one. I remember that one. It's like, slow down, read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So, so the whole dad thing is obviously new. And it's funny because uh, when Tiff and I talk, you know, when you, when you first, first had Mara, it was like you were like kind of like her sister, where basically you're, you, you had her at 40. And so you had kind of already lived your life up to that point, um, you know, single, but then also with a couple and then, but no baby. Right. And you had that kind of that freedom. You got your career play in, 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 in motion and everything was set. And then boom, 40, everything changed for you. Whereas like Tiff and I, we started in our twenties. So that's just kind of how we did our adult life. Right. And so right. fast forward to today, I'm almost 40 and the kids are almost gone. And so it's like, it's one of those things where like, it's the reverse flip. flip. And, um, so, but now she's, I mean, I, I feel like, and I've I kind of think everyone said this, it's like, Oh, it'll get better. And like, you know, as she gets older, things get easier, but then there's new complications or new things to, you know, come through. Yeah. There's always something. So I mean, you're dealing with like her walking now, right? Like she's into everything and playing with the doors and. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I just, and just today I got a baby gate installed cause you know, 
kind of either corral her into one room or keep her out of one room. Right. That way I can keep the door open and keep the ventilation going because, you know, Arizona is a little warm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like we were talking before, it's uh, it's fun to watch. I, I love seeing her learn. Um, you can totally see her influence and, like, when you do whether we do something like she holds her hand up to her ear because we're on our phone all the time so oh. i'm like shit we gotta like not do that all the time so right. you know you can tell she's she's a freaking sponge man she picks everything up and you gotta be careful you know eventually probably what we say right uh but yeah it's it's fun to watch her learn and that's fun to me it's i just wish i had uh more time to be able to enjoy that right absolutely you know, we get stuck in our like oh god i'm working i'm working i gotta do this i gotta do that and then this isn't clean or you know name the infinite amount of things you need to do every day but then you just could sit down and she's just like hey drinking my milk eating a cracker what's up you know <laughs> just no fucks given you're just like stares you right in the eye shits her pants and she's still happy <laughs> that's the best that's the thing though that that age right there the the next you know four years five years is like that magical everything's magical because you know she's she's walking and she's learning like you said learning little things like what you you'll say something and she knows what it is but then like the next thing is her repeating everything her saying the words the first time you didn't tell her to say something but she just says it and you're like holy shit like like shoes yeah she's running around she's 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 I'm like, oh, oh, and guess what? And I didn't do this on purpose, but she actually knows robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you said that. That's awesome. That's so a, good. We have a Roomba, and she used to be scared of it. Now she just wants to turn it on all the time. And she just points. She's like, robot, robot. I'm like, the robot's sleeping. <laughs> Has she tried to sit <laughs> on it and ride it? No. There's too many. I usually don't run it because uh, she's got you know a billion blocks and yeah. cars and toys laying around, but. Yeah, there's, you know, she knows different words. And now, as you saw on, I think, our FaceTime, we have all the letters pasted up on the wall. It looks like a freaking kindergarten. Yeah, house, yeah I was going to say, it looks like a preschool, like uh, yeah. your own living room. Like, yep. She'll hear owl or something and she'll walk over and touch a letter. I'm like, no, it's an O. And she'd run over and touch the O. So I'm trying to like teach. Getting there I mean, early. My, yeah, my ideal situation would be get her into school and she's smarter than everyone. You know, that would be, you know, Absolutely. aligned with with me right <laughs> yeah exactly so, so yeah so that's that's the thing is is uh, uh dad daddy chuck right now and uh yep but then and like you said and we, we this is the thing the last time we talked you hadn't made you talked about making the move after after she came along and you guys got settled so now fast forward like you said you moved in like november december time frame and so we're coming up on almost a year right like over a half a year How's that been? How's the, how's the transition back to back to Arizona? Because you you lived in Arizona how, how many years? Um, thirteen maybe. And then eight in San Francisco. Yeah, and then eight in San Francisco. I mean, transition's fine. I mean, moving was not hard. You just pay people to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wife and kid went and lived with uh, grandma and grandpa, and I stayed in San Francisco for about a month just to finish up client stuff and uh kind of a new this new gig that i took um i kind of needed to be in san francisco office for the first few weeks so that was fine i mean transition here is fine it's i mean we have a lot more room i have a patio like i actually like installed lighting and a bunch of stuff and 
So again, more room, right? Um, yeah, I mean, transition's easy. Here's, it's, life's very easy here. It's not difficult. As long as you have a vehicle and you can go places, no big deal, right? And then summer came. Now it's a thousand degrees and I hate life, but you know, I don't hate life. I just hate the heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no, always the, bad. that's the constant, uh, I think that's always the constant pull right now between you and I is you complain about the heat and I'm always like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, dude, I was sweating every tiny centimeter on me was full of sweat. And you're like, oh, I'm outside. It's really nice. I'm like, fuck that. It is unbelievably hot outside. No, like, I'm just not a fan. To be fair, though, like Tiffany, some people are just sweaters, right? So the, yeah. the slightest bit of heat and you're you're drenched, right? And, and that's that's my wife. She's that way. Um, but she doesn't like the cold, right? Like she can tolerate it. It's hot. She'll, she'll like, you know, be like, oh, it's hot. I'm sweating. I'm so sweating. It's gross, gross. But she would rather have that than be cold because she's constantly grabbing blankets. And like we were at the beach, you know, last week and she's like bundled up with a hoodie and a, and a blanket. We're sitting on the beach watching the kids play in the ocean because there's a, you know, the, the, the breeze. It was only like right. 68, but because of the, the wind off the water, right. it was like, and right. she's over there shivering oh. and getting goosebumps and shit. Like you two, uh, Amy was she wasn't born in Arizona, but she was raised in Arizona. So, you know, we'll, we'll sit around at night. I'm in like boxers and maybe a t-shirt and she's pulling the blanket out of the, the ottoman. I'm mm -hmm. like, are you nuts? I'm like, do you want me to turn the fan off? She's like, no, it's cozy. I'm like, I would literally die under that thing. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, that happens. I, that's, that's us, man. I'm like, she'll sleep with like two blankets on and I have like a sheet over me. That's it. I'm good. Like yeah. put me in snow and I will sleep perfect i love it but i was raised in chicago so you know yeah different. and that's what i tell you all the time like when i talk about like in the vlogs because in the winter time i'm always like oh it's cold and it's like 45 degrees everyone's like shut the fuck up like it's negative you know negative 20 we're yeah, here shoveling snow time. yeah it's just they don't get it it's I mean, relative it's, well when you only live or if you've never visited anywhere right that's the biggest problem with you know not to bring up politics, but that's, you know, also a big part of people just not understanding other people is they don't go anywhere. It's like, have you left your town in your life in your 10 years of you being a little shithead? Have you ever left your little town? No, you haven't. So how, how the fuck do you know what it's like in, in the middle of a desert? Right. 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 <laughs> you know, try to explain an arid climate to, uh, you know, a 15 year old shithead. It's not going to work. <laughs> not uh, all 15 year olds are shithead, just most of them. Yeah. My opinion. Well, that's the thing too. We have that conversation regularly in, uh, you know, about my, my chat room is, is experiences, life experiences, right? Like how much your life experience they've, people have had with, at all ages. Right. And it comes down to, um, you know, with everything going on the last like six months in our country, just like your life experiences dictate like how you perceive things and you, and like your interpretation of things, right? Like, if you've had a bad experience at a restaurant or you've had a bad experience with a person or you had a bad experience with a company, then your, your view when something happens to them or with them, you're like, yeah, fuck that company because of this or that, or fuck this person because of this. And, or you're more <laughs> hostile towards something. Right. I feel like I've had a pretty sheltered life. And so like, that's why I'm so easy going like 90% of the time. I'm like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But it's like, I, I haven't experienced like trauma. I haven't experienced like a bad <laughs> interaction with a lot of people or bad uh companies you know yeah um yeah that's a big thing you know people not experience you know i've said this before to you but life's real easy right and uh, you know a lot of people are like well it's hard if you didn't if you know everybody grows up with a different deck of 
deck of cards, right? But, you know, historically, again, zoom out a little bit, we're in the safest, you know, humans are in the safest time ever, right? Yeah, there's murder. Yeah, there's this. Yeah, there's that. But even, you know, 30 years ago, there was the murder rate was way more than it is now. You know, go look at the medieval times. <laughs> you know, so it's this, uh, it's, there's a lot of like lack of perspective. <clears throat> We're very short sighted, we as humans. And uh, that affects us a lot. And the fact that the internet is now out there that allows people to find similar people that they agree with is obviously problematic. And it allows these uh, thought, thought bubbles and all the stuff that we see around politics or now with the pandemic and people, you know, don't wear masks. No, you need to wear masks. It's like, okay, people have a very hard time getting out of their vector of thought. So, you know, like what you said, they heard this one thing about company X. It's like, well, I heard this. It's like, okay, well, did you read about that? Or do you understand the full context of that? Or have, have they changed? You know, maybe they, you know, not to bring up company names or anything, but, you know, certain company did this and they gave money to this place. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, they went through and acknowledged that and got rid of the CEO and did this other stuff the other way. And they kind of saw their error, you know, their errors in their ways. And it's just, you know, everybody wants an answer, right? It's the whole thing. People read titles and they don't read the article. <clears throat> it's like, well, I saw this. Well, you don't know shit about it. You saw a title which was built for you to click on it. So their click-through rate was high, so they get ad payments, right? Yep. And everybody just has a very shallow experience and view of the world. And that's sad to me because there's so much out there and there's so much you can learn about even the things you dislike that can alter you and help you grow as a person that most people just ignore. And that's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's one I, of my things. I feel like that's a that's a whole nother podcast episode. Uh, grab oh, a, sure. we'll grab a glass of whiskey and and we'll just I want to open that I want to open that box of your. That's a, that's a large Pandora's box, my friend. <laughs> well, the, yeah, be we, the beauty of it is it's not live. We can record it, and then if it goes off the rails, it's like ah, that was just for you and me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but everybody's sitting there right now. They're like, no, record it. Yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, and, we have to. Uh, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, though. Honestly, like I like I love picking your brain. I love getting your opinions on things because just your like you said, your vector, right? Like your angle of the way you look at things and, and, and see things. And I've learned a lot this last year about your train of thought, right? Like I definitely value your opinion. Like I have put a lot of value in your opinion um, because I know you do your research and you've got a lot of experience with the Internet and you've traveled and you've gone to places and you've, you know, there's, there's parts of your life. I still don't know fully. Like, I know like you worked for this company, you did these things, but I don't know those things. And you know, um, there's a lot, a lot of your, even your personal life, uh, before I knew you that I don't know all the intricate details and mainly because that's who I am. I'm not like, tell me everything. And like, you know, I need your life story, but just like, just the like bits and pieces you've shared, but you just have a lot more experience than me. You know, even though you're only, only, only a couple of years older than me, you just, like I said earlier, like I, I, I was a dad at 22, right? Like I, I've been very sheltered in my adult life being a dad and, you know, granted I, I live uh, a different life now and a very uh, unique uh, path that I'm on now, but I just feel like I have, I have not experienced like a, you know, a quarter of 
what you have or what a lot of other people have. I mean, even my cha- like chat oh. room educates me all the time, right? You know, uh, sure. just on little me things. Being one of them. What's that? I said me being one of them. Yeah. But, but here, so I hear you, but also you have a lot of experience that I've never experienced, right? You have two teenagers, one's driving. I don't have that. There, that's like a lifetime of experience that I'm, well, I'm about to learn, right? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm on that path. But, you know, and it's fine. It's, you, you can't know everything, which is one of the things that actually bothers me about life. There's so many things I would love to have time to learn and know and understand, but you know, there's just not enough time. It's impossible, especially for the uh, immense uh, topics that I would like to be informed on. But you know, don't be hard on yourself. It's you got you got way more experience about different things than I got. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like like I said earlier, it, it's based on your your life experiences and and your path that you're on and our paths are always changing. Like, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is it's just like, I love extracting information from you. And I, and I, and I admit there's times where I'm like, Oh, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? And then after like you start, we start talking about it. I'm like, shit. I like, I probably should have done a little more research before I asked you because like that's the wrong questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, not even that, but though, but I, it's not like I, I'm not necessarily looking for you to do the Googling for me. I really do right. want your opinion more of like, Hey, read this. And then what are your thoughts Got on it. this? Because here's what I think. But like I said, like, it's more one of those things of like, this is how I interpreted it. And this is how, and, and I like one of the things that I've really come to, to gra- gra- grasp gra- grip grips with um, recently is how I'm almost too, too empathetic and too um, like, I, I just like, I, I brush too much shit off. Right. Like oh. I'm trying to find that line of caring and not caring enough. Um, but I also know that I see my friends, uh, care too much about some things and it, to the point where it's like, uh, detrimental, um, mm-hmm. it adds stress, it adds, um, frustration, there's anger. Um, sure. and so, and, and it's hard, you can't tell somebody to like not care, but I feel like it's also, it comes down a lot to how people react to things. Um, so, and I, and I think that it just comes down to, again, like how people were raised, how people, um, their values, their, their course. Cause like, you know, again, I don't want to go too deep into these topics, but like, you know, the whole black lives matter and, uh, pride and with LGBTQ and, um, and even the things that were going to come on in our like sphere of, of like my industry, you know, the last month or so. Sure. Like, obviously I have opinions and like, I have my, my values, my morals of like, yes, that's wrong. That's good. That's bad. But it's hard to express those, especially like online in text, um, you know, and in, in, in the world we live in where, you know, shit you said five years ago can come back to, you know, haunt you. Yep. Uh, you know, take this into a simpler form, like in a relationship, if you're um, you having an argument with your significant other over a text message, that doesn't really work so well, does it? <laughs> Versus being in person, because you can't get, uh, you know, inflection or the feel from the voice, you know, it's just a bad way to communicate. Right. Or, you know, for certain things, right. You know, it's like, Hey, pick up eggs while you're there. You know, that's easy. Right. But, you know, having a big argument over a text or just trying to like even convey an opinion or thought, like you were saying, it's very difficult to do that because that's not how we're programmed to communicate. Right. Like even you and me right now, we're on a video, which is good and helpful because I can, 
And that's kind of actually like Joe Rogan and one of his things. He's like, I hate doing things on Skype or when it's just audio because you can't, it's not a good way to communicate to pass ideas back and forth because you can't see the reaction, right? Um, oh, this is another Pandora's box, but you know, we've, we've evolved slower than our technology has um, enhanced, right? So mm -hmm. it's like we have all this great technology, but we're kind of seeing some of the downside of technology moving so fast and with all this information and these different ways to communicate and evolutionarily, we're just not ready for it. So we're handling it all in very different ways. And now we're all locked inside and we still have all that with all this information, probably more so, and there's more fear and uncertainty and doubt, FUD, around all that. So, you know, you're seeing the burst outs of all the Karens and, you know, whatever else you're seeing these days. But it's all, I believe it's all fairly uh, related, right? It's like there's every every five minutes, there's a new thing in the news cycle and everybody feels like they need to be worried about everything because it sounds like a big problem. But why the fuck do I care about something that happened over in, you know, not to be an asshole, but Beirut, it's horrible news. But you know, that's in my mind now. That's in all of our brains because it's on the news. It's on every, you turn on Twitter, it's these videos and mm -hmm. now you're worried about that. And then your kid just like broke something. Now you're worried about that. And it's like, we, you know, it used to be, you know, I know what's happening around me in my little hut or my little village, right? <clears throat> well, now I know about everybody's hut and everybody's village around the world times, you know, 380 million people or whatever are alive. We're not, we haven't evolved to handle that yet. So it's weird, right? Well, <laughs> we're it's, just, it's we're in a hard transition. It's funny you say that because that's still, even though I'm very much connected and I, you know, love Twitter and Instagram and, and you know, uh, Twitch, YouTube, well, I'm constantly like checking in and, and consuming that content. I still had that frame of mind of kind of what you're saying. Like I see someone talking about something, but I like, I don't really care about it. Like something that happened between them. Um, and again, this is something that, you know, like the, like BLM kind of like opened my eyes to. It's like, mm -hmm. like, where's that line of where I do, I mean, cause I do care, but like, how do I convey yeah. to people that I do care? Right. Like, cause I feel like that was the, that was another thing too, is like, like companies, for example, companies were getting chastised if they didn't put out a statement about right. the, about the movement and their support for it. And then you started seeing like a whole slew of companies. It almost looked like they just copy and pasted the same message and just, you know. Yeah. And, you know, this is what call out, call out culture, I believe is what it's called. And our uh, relational would be, um, you know, virtue signaling or something. But <clears throat> I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the, you must say something or, or you're complicit with the opposite views of what I'm saying. It's like, no, like, you know, just because I don't say anything doesn't mean I'm the anti of whatever your thought is. Like that's ignorant to me, right? Um, and clear, you know, that's not for every single case, obviously. But you know, you can't go to like, you know, I'm just gonna walk down the road and, you know, Jim Bob's coffee shop. How come you didn't say anything on Twitter? And the guy's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? I sell coffee. Right. Right. So I don't know. There is no line because the line, wherever your line is, is not where, you know, Gary's line is or where Jenny's line is. Right. And everybody, you know, this is again, the short sightedness and the 
as much as everybody thinks that they're empathetic, I don't think anybody is deeply enough to realize that you do have your own opinion and or your timeline of how you intake information and want to expel information. But if that doesn't fit on Jenny's timeline, she's going to blow you up on Twitter and all her, you know, 10,000 people in her thought bubble that she's amassed now jump on you because you didn't say anything. Like to me, that's stupid. Like I get, there's a certain point where people need to be like, Hey, like your company X that supports this, like, you need to speak up on this position. Like there are definitely things, instances of that. And again, where's that line? I don't know. But I just think the mass, like everybody must say something. Everybody's got to put a black uh, square on their Instagram or they're racist. Like that to me is fucking ignorant. That's stupid. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, I I don't know. It's, you know, but you know, there's hundred bucks. There's going to be somebody right now listening. is like, what? and the thing i said too because i I talked about this numerous times was like some people just don't have the words some people just don't know how to um it's hard or it's like even understanding i mean most people out there are just they're parroting right Mm -hmm. they're like well this feels good and this is what my friends are doing therefore i need to do it to fit in Mm -hmm. right i would like to think that i'm a little more thoughtful about things and i can rise above that simplistic mechanism of animal behavior, right? I don't need to do that all the time. I'm not, I'm not, you know, if somebody's like, you need to do this, you need to do this. That's almost guaranteeing I'm not going to do it. And if I have the time to look into why you want me to do it, I'm going to have, I might agree with you, but I might not. So it's like, just be prepared because I'm going to educate myself by the time I come back. And if you're not educated on whatever you're parroting, I'm, it's either going to really fucking hurt for you or, you know, maybe we'll be buddies and I can help you enhance your message and teach you something. But either way, I think you're going to learn something. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I don't know. It's weird. It We're is just in a weird thing. Again, it's all the information and there, you know, you feel not you, but it, you know, you as in anybody feels like because there's a lot of people doing something again, this, this is all evolutionary, right? You know, if, 10, you know, you're in a group of 50 people and 48 of them turn around and run. Most likely you're going to turn around and run, even though you don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, there's old pranks like this, right? People just like start running like, oh my God. And most people turn around and run. Mm -hmm. Fight or flight. It's old school evolutionary bullshit that's still coded into our brain that we just haven't evolved past. You know, because to survive back in the day, maybe there's a fucking dinosaur coming and you don't know. (laughs) Not a dinosaur. (laughs) We didn't live with that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, maybe, there, maybe there's a fucking tiger coming through that tree and you just didn't hear it or pay attention. Like evolutionarily, like you fucking run. And now it's the same way. If, you know, your thought bubble on Twitter starts blowing up about, you know, this, we need to take down the statue, let's say, then you're like, yeah. But it's like, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, well, what is the statue? Why was it built? Who is that thing? Or what is that? architecture you know i don't know I'll like i'll look into it but yeah it's not it's not in the time we live you yeah. need to jump on it and you need to come on it too it's like no i'm not i'm not in your little thought bubble just relax i'll i'll figure it out well i mean like, to your point that that's a good point because i feel like that's the thing too is like it, it, it's quick to people are quick to point people or, or or you know back to what we were saying before like like companies that maybe didn't do the thing that they wanted them to do but like you mm-hmm. said if you zoom out like did they do anything in that, in that circle, that sphere? Um, you know, maybe, maybe they didn't do 
the exact thing that you wanted them to, which was put up a message or change their profile right. picture or something like that. But they did do these other things, but maybe it wasn't, they weren't vocal about it. Maybe it wasn't right. amplified. But that's just not having the, all the information, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's hard because there is so much stuff and there, if you were to be heavily involved in all these topics going on, just, again, you don't have time to know all the things about everything, right? But everybody expects you to like say something about it. It's like, well, you know, I'm not gonna put my brand on something or my name saying something if I don't really understand the whole thing behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And again, this isn't for every situation. This is a very hyper generalized statement, but you know, there's just a lot to know and you know, demanding somebody say something immediately is like some, some instances, right. You know, like all the Harvey Weinstein shit or whatever. It's like, obviously that guy was a fucking creepo. You know, everybody come out and say what you know kind of thing. And it's pretty easy to make a comment on that, right? Because right. it's like, okay, that guy's a total piece of shit. Fuck him. Go to jail forever. I don't really need to know more than a few articles I read, right? Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's different for everything. So I don't know. Uh, everybody follows things. You just brought up a, yeah, a question I wanted to ask you, and this is not this specific, specific topic, but just the general, like, so, okay, the Harvey Weinstein thing, and this insert anything that has happened in the last six months. When you hear about something like that, what makes you want to educate yourself on it? Like, I obviously, I, I've heard the name of Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. I know he was in court. I know it was uh, like secu sexual allegations, but I have zero interest to take any time to look it up and, and find out what happened and what he did and what the allegations were and then what happened to him. What sure. makes you go, mm, I'm going to take 15 minutes and educate myself on this topic. Like, why do you educate yourself on that topic versus this topic? Sure. It's a good question. I don't think I've actually thought of that. Is it based um, on like the frequency that you're asked about it or the frequency that you hear about it? Or is it literally just, it popped up on your timeline. You're like, let me deep diver or deep, uh, deep dive, dive deeper. Yeah. Um, I don't know because certainly there's a lot of things that are high volume topics, right? That there's a lot of people talking about and I just don't care. Um, and sometimes I just never get into them, but it's probably has to do with, I guess the conversations around me. Like you mentioned, like if people are asking me about it, like there's, there's definitely certain things where people come to me all the time on. Like literally today I had to explain that, you know, a guided missile, one, doesn't move like that, and two, doesn't come in at an angle of approach like that to cause this explosion in Beirut. <laughs> it's like, it's like that was a bird. It's going way too slow. And that's also not how guided missiles work. Anyway, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't... I honestly don't think that's a conscious thought. I just kind of like, if I'm interested in it or I want to be like, why is everybody so toxic on this? Or why is there so much debate between everybody? Like if it's a hot topic, usually there's two very strong sides, right? And uh, sometimes I just want to know. Sometimes I want to, like, I'm past the point where I want to get into all these conversations because frankly, I just don't have time. But... I feel like if I'm sharing an article on something or if I'm going to like tweet about like a joke or a meme about something, I really want to understand that before I do it. Right. Cause maybe, 
maybe I didn't fully comprehend what it was. I sent out a meme and that's just seen, which still happens, but maybe it's seen as like, dude, you're fucking tone deaf, man. You didn't even like, I was like, what do you mean? And you know, somebody's like, well, we'll read this and do that. I'm like, Ooh, okay. I didn't know that. So, burp. so I try to avoid those scenarios. So if I'm saying something about it, most likely uh, I've, I kind of know what I'm talking about enough to know that what I'm sharing is either uh, accurate to facts and or my position on something. So I don't know. I really don't think that's a, a thing. But for, for anybody else, I mean, you need to, again, it goes into the whole the title readers and freaker outers, right? It's like if you get emotional over a title of an article, you're, you, know, you shouldn't be tweeting it or talking about it because you don't understand about that maybe you know, maybe you do and it's just a bad article but right i don't know you know uh, we're just in the world where people read a title or read a tweet you know 100 and, what is it now 200 something characters and you're like they blow up and whatever and it's like sometimes yeah it's like that dude's a total dumbass but i don't know i just like to understand it and if i'm sharing it especially now especially in 2020 yeah <laughs> i'm like i kind of want to make sure at least I have a little background on why I'm sharing that and saying the things I am about that topic. So that's just me. I think more people should do that. But again, that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I understand. And I, it just always, it always, uh, it's always curious because, you know, I, I, I see your, your timeline, I see your tweets. And um, obviously I know there's certain topics that you're really heavy into. Like we're going to talk about SpaceX and space here in a minute, but like, you know, you, you tweet a lot of that stuff and you'll, you'll do the launches and you'll do the tweets of like, as the things going on, uh, the countdowns, the, you know, all things nominal, blah, 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 like, you know, the, the jargon, like you're, you're heavy into that. So you follow that stuff. And when good or bad things happen, you share those things. Um, mm -hmm. so that's an easy one, but like, you know, you mentioned the, the, the Weinstein one. So it's just like, like to me, I have zero interest in that guy. I, I don't know much about him. And so hearing these things, I'm just kind of like meh, and I move on. And like, that's kind of what I was talking about before where it's like, I do that with like 90% of the shit because I live in my village, as you said earlier, right? Like I, right. I, I this is my village and I have this <laughs> circle that I follow. And even the people that I follow, like on Twitter, you know, up until just recently, like super heavy, like reading every tweet that I can. I had like, you know, 12 to 15 people's tweets on notifications. So it's anytime they tweeted, I was seeing them because I didn't want to miss anything they said. But the problem was I was fine is every time I got that notification, I'd read their tweet, but now I'm in the timeline. And I was just constantly consuming right. almost like too much stuff. And with everything going on right now, it's very heavy. It was like constantly seeing, being reminded of all the shitty stuff that's going on in the world. Um, and mm -hmm. then you start, you, you know, everything's being salted and, and peppered with their opinions. And, sure. you know, to your, to the point we were saying earlier, where it's like, oh. look at this piece of shit because they didn't do this. Or look at this piece of shit because they did do this. And, you know, how can you support like, this guy? Like, that's all, that's all noise to me. Like, I avoid most of that because it doesn't add anything to the conversation, right? You know, if we're having a conversation, like the whole Weinstein thing, since it keeps coming up, like I don't think I really ever said anything about it online. No. But I, like, you educate well, I yourself. Have, you educate yeah, yourself. I educated myself because it's a big conversation. And, you know, I kind of make fun of Hollywood anyway because they're all fucking idiots. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just on TV and everybody gives them all this, uh, you know, consideration because they think they know it just because you know they're a pretty face on tv doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about right they read right. a script all day right some of them kind of smart right not all of them most of them <laughs> so you know i'm like if 
you know, which is funny because now we have a, a TV show host as the uh, president. But, <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's another talk. But, you know, I don't know. I like educating myself on that kind of stuff just so I know. Plus, it helps me see, like, who's who's an instigator and who's actually knows what the fuck they're talking about about something, right? Sure. So if I know at least a base level, um, you know, if I know, like, enough about this core concept to where I can tell, like, that person's full of shit, that one isn't educated enough on it, and purely going off emotion, this person kind of knows what they're talking about. I think that really helps you see where you can ingest more information from if you wanted to. So that's part of, uh, you know, this news channel is very much like this. And this news channel is kind of like that. And it's like, I like people, you can tell me right now, like this does this and this one does this and this does this. I'm like, cool. I'm still going to, me personally, I'm still going to go read all those because I want to see for myself. You can, if you read all the stuff, you can see a bias. Totally. Now, you know, whether you believe in one bias versus another, that's, you know, your thing. Again, if you're not smart enough to see past your thought bubble, that's, you know, you have other issues. But reading all sides of an argument has always been my thing I've done, you know, before the internet, you know, friends get in a fight and like, what's up? Yes. Who said this? And she said this. I'm like, okay, you're both being stupid, but you need to do this and you need to do this. And can we just ignore that other stuff? Because there's always going to be things that every, each party needs to, you know, kind of let go. Uh, and same thing with the news, right? It's like, you can definitely see a bias. And if you watch one news channel over another, or you read one article over another, I like being informed like that. Cause now I, I have a pretty good idea of where things lie. <sighs> Baby. Um, but yeah, it's just learning all that kind of stuff. It's, I think doing all of that kind of helps people grow mentally. So when new topics or something does come up or somebody asks them a question about something, they have that kind of basis of how to see what's going on on either side of a conversation, right? So, um, you know, I think it's just good to, good to read everything and just get a really good idea of where things are at because... You know, too many people, they just kind of go off. It goes back to what we were saying before, where people just say like, hey, well, I heard this about this thing, and that's my view forever indefinitely. And take a part out of skepticism and be like, okay, well, maybe I should look into why they think that, right? So I think by reading all the different, you know, news organizations and people and just, you know, look at a conversation on Twitter or hashtag and just, you know, try and filter out the memes because it's all scrap and noise. But you can start to see what's really going on. <laughs> I yeah. think so. For for me, it's less like the news the news uh organizations and stuff like that. Like that's something I just recently been trying to do better of because like honestly, up until this year, I I just I despise politics because like you said, there's it's the it's the bias and it, you fall into this like camp and like if you wear blue, then you believe this. And you know, if you wear red, you believe this. And if you, if so if you're wearing blue fuck all the people wearing red like that that mentality of like and that's one of the things that really bugs me about the current organization is it almost comes out as if you're not this party you're not an american like it, well sure it comes again, across that way that's short-sightedness and ignorance right 
and it doesn't matter if it's political or if it's you know a guy you know and the new guy at school that just got in a fight right you need to be impartial in this situation and be able to look at both situate you know both sides of things and be like hey i know i'm your best friend and i know you're the new guy but hey best friend like you're fucking being stupid on this like you need like i don't care like i don't have you know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a whatever the fuck the other one is that doesn't even matter. It's <laughs> like, I don't fit in, right? Mm-hmm. I never have. It's, you know, and especially in politics, you need, everybody needs to know where you're at so they can trust you to vote exactly. on this if they exactly. give you money. And it's like, I would never make it in politics. Even if people have told me that I'd be good at it, one, I would never do it because that's a horrible fucking job. No, and I don't want to be around all those people. Right? I, I try to avoid all the asshole people in, in the world. But um, where was I going with that? Just uh, that you don't fit into any group. And oh yeah, it's because it's because it's, it's more like you're about the policies. It's not it, like this individual policy that necessarily the whole umbrella. Because I feel like that's what it is. You yeah. if you wear red, you you take this whole bag with you. These are all the things yeah, in this bag. Is- so dumb to me mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense it's it's a follower right you're you're just a you're a drone you're just a bot that's following the path you know part of why i'm an entrepreneur is because i don't like the path that people have built for me right so i build my own fucking path i ran my own companies i built software the way we built it and i was very successful at doing that right so mm-hmm. it's the same thing you know, the politics thing is the same as everything. It's any, any conversation with any person, it's all the same. Yeah. It's like, need to be impartial, need to know as much as you can from both sides. And like today, content mitigation came up, or um, uh, conversation mitigation or whatever that, you know, came up today. And it was like, you, you got to look at both sides and like, if, you know, you need to be able to be impartial. And that's right. something that I find a lot of people have a very hard time doing because they're like, well, I did this last time and I'm going to keep doing it. Why? Nobody questions why. Nobody's skeptical of things that they hear. You know, it's like, well, the government said that this vehicle came, they, you know, the U.S. definitely didn't make it. Okay, that doesn't mean like a little fucking alien landed and walked around. You know what I mean? Right. That just means we don't know what it is or we didn't have enough data. It was 19 fucking 40. Like, there's stuff now that we have that, you know, would be totally alien and magical to them. Right. It's like they just didn't know how to measure things or there's there's all this confirmation bias and people just are not smart enough to understand that they are caught in a confirmation bias in their head. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, but this, and I'm like, yeah, but think about that. You go looking <laughs> like, for answers. Why. Yeah. You, you go looking for answers to confirm basically your already made up mind. And yeah. And it's, you know, if your mind is made up, the big, the best thing about science that I've always loved is everything's a hypothesis until you can prove or disprove it. Right. Even if it's something that you tested before, this is why we have peer reviewed journals and peer reviewed uh, you know, studies and things it's because I did a thing. I tested it positive, you know, 10 times. And I'm like, well, aliens exist because of this. And you go look at it and you're like, well, I'm not really getting the same data. 
and then you talk and you figure out why. But you do that times like a thousand smart people, right? Right. And that's how science is supposed to work. Not money involved and all these scientists that were lying for Coca-Cola through the early 2000s saying that it wasn't a horrible drink for you to drink. Right. That just came out recently. You know, money is going to taint everything. But I like science for what science is. It's exploration and it's learning and it's understanding that I can be wrong and that's totally fine. Totally fine to be wrong because you learn from that. And I think a lot of people are afraid to be wrong uh, because they just want to be right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, I know or I know like the thing. It's like, well, you need to accept the fact that you can be wrong and that's totally fine because, again, if you're smart enough, you can learn from that. And right. then you'll be less less wrong the next time, <laughs> right? That's the idea. The last thing, I, the last thing I want to I want to touch on this because I I started going down that path, but uh, I I love just letting you go. Uh, is is like I said, I I put a lot more, I was putting a lot more value in other people's opinions, and one of the things that I I get I, I freeze when I want to say something on Twitter because I follow such a, a diverse group of people and my friends, you know, my friends air quotes uh, online friends are such a diverse group, right? I've got like my old YouTube buddies. I've got my new Twitch buddies. I've got, you know, people in the gaming industry. I've got, you know, people from Arizona and Phoenix. And so there's a very diverse group, which I love. I love, I love the diversity. That's one of my favorite things you know, even with my community on Twitch, I always a diverse group. But when I go to tweet something, the, the first thing that pops in my head is like, okay, what is this group going to think about it? Is this going to piss off this group? Is it going to upset this group? is this person going to be like, what the fuck and unfollow me? Like those are all the, the, the things that go through my head. Right. Because it's like, well, I don't want someone to unfollow me because I enjoy their engagement. I enjoy the banter. I enjoy going back and forth. Um, and then, and this will be another, another Twitter, another, um, podcast episode, but like I, I got locked out of my Twitter. Right. So I was out for eight or nine days and being away from the fear of, of, a reading anything and seeing anything, but B just like when I got back to it, it's like, I got a second chance of being on Twitter. I'm going to be more like say what it's on my mind and just, it is what it is. Let the cards fall where they may, you know? And I guess the, the what I'm trying to get at is like, again, trying to find that fine line of like being open and honest about my feelings or, or my thoughts and my opinions, but then being ready to take whatever backlash might come from that and i feel like you do a good job you just speak your mind you don't give a fuck like you know you you you're you're poignant you do your research so when you do say something or when you say something it's more like of an education and whether there's opinions in there or not but a lot of it's just backed up with you know fact data that sort of things and and that's where i lack i'm more on the emotional side and a lot Mm. of things that i say are more on the emotional side or the feelings and I feel like that's where the danger is. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think the danger is saying anything, anytime, anywhere, right? Especially now with the connectivity. And even if it's like you're worried about any three groups that you follow or something and some random Jim Bob from, you know, egg, egghead Twitter or whatever, like, bro, you're a dickhead. And it's like, you know, they jump in. You're putting stuff out publicly. So anybody well, that's going to find anything is going to not the eggheads though. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like people that I guess it comes down to like how deep are our people's relationships? You know, sure. like well, I so have friends. I know what you mean. Cause yeah. 
I mean, I don't think anybody has quite of a of a diverse segment uh, segmentation of humanity than I do. I mean, I grew up in Northern Illinois, super hard Republican, all white. You know, moved to Arizona, lived in San Francisco for a long time, which is hardcore, insanely left. Right, probably one of the most hard left cities in the country, at least one of probably top five, probably. But you know, I got friends all over the scale, <laughs> and you know, I'm a I'm also a uh, a guy that you know likes guns and weapons, but also am pretty liberal on a lot of things. So I, I fit in a weird. Again, I don't fit in. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm an I'm an an enigma. So I'm aware that when I send stuff out, but I'm also different things are different. So different platforms are a little different. Like Twitter, I know most of my Twitter is fairly liberal. Most of it, not all of it, but I would say probably seventy to eighty percent is pretty liberal tech, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if I go on Facebook, it's like a lot of my high school buddies and people that I knew from the gun world and stuff like that. And it's pretty right. Like very right. Mm-hmm. So I'm cognizant of that. So I wouldn't like go to Facebook and share like the most liberal thing in the planet. I mean, I probably would cause I, again, I really don't care, but, um, I don't really think too much about it. Okay, There's okay. certainly times when I do, but I not anymore. Okay, let me ask you this though: Do you feel that that what you just said? You don't you don't really care that much because of your position. Like even more so now, you you know you got a corporate job now. So like, mm. if you lose a hundred followers tomorrow, or if you oh shit, you lose all your followers. I mean, let's, let's say you say something so prolific, everyone's like, "Fuck you, Chuck!" Like right. it doesn't really affect you. Whereas someone who's like a content creator slash influencer that's where that i think it gets a little stickier and that's definitely where i know i have a lot of pressure because it's like you know if i go off the reservation it it hurts my business sure i see that and now i see where you're going with that (laughs) but you know maybe i mean if you're saying anything that's that toxic to that many people i think that probably is not something i don't think you would well, either should, or I don't think you would even be thinking of something that's even that toxic, right? No, you, no. It, it, and that's the thing. It's not, you. yeah, it's not a bomb. It's not like, it's not like a, it's, yeah. I say something and like, like I said, a few people over here are like, oh, really? Clint feels that way? Clint, like, like. There's always going to be that. Like, you're never, ever, ever going to get out of it. Right. But because, I've done a good job thus far of just keeping my mouth shut. That's my point. That's where I'm kind of going yeah, with this. That's also gotten you into issues. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. so that's the that's the thing. That's yeah. the so like I'm saying, no matter no matter the 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 path you choose in this regard, there's always someone that's gonna have issues, take issue with it, right? And that's fine because you can't make everybody happy. Right. And that's unfortunate, but everybody there's a lot of people and everybody has their own very distinct path and experiences in life and ergo opinions from that and you're just not going to make everybody happy all the time i try man that's the thing (laughs) i try so fucking hard (laughs) so here this is the way i think of it it's not my job to make you comfortable with what i say right if i say something you know 
that's so toxic. You know, I, I say stuff about religion all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I have a lot of religious friends and that's fine. Very good friends of them, but I have my opinions, but I don't necessarily surround myself with people that can't take a licking once in a while, right? If you can't take a shot to your thought process, because mine might be different than yours, and that angers you so much you need to unfollow me, then I really don't want to talk to you anyway, right? Right. If you can't, it's, it goes to the conversation. If you can't have a conversation about something, or if, if you're so hard on your opinion that if I try and jog that or like question it to where it angers you enough to like flame me on Twitter, which does happen, but you know, you're not the kind of person I feel like I need to be around. I'd rather be around someone like a lot of my friends that we disagree on a lot of shit. Like I have some very, very close friends on very opposite sides of the world, like very, very opposite. But we're all friends because we can all have a conversation about things. Right. And it's like, eh, you're kind of wrong on that whole thing. And this is why we think that. I'm like, that's fair. I just don't agree with you on that. And, but we're still amicable. We could still have a beer and go out and have a sandwich when there's not COVID. Yeah, so, I, think, I think that's the thing. That's, that's what I've learned. That, that's what I'm coming to grips with is like, yeah, I want to be friends with this person. And yeah, I want, you know, I want them to follow me so that you know, we have interactions. But then like now in this day and age is the mute button, which I fucking hate because it's like, you don't know if that person's right. just not engaging with you. Like, cause they just, what you're saying is not engaging to them or they have right. you muted and they literally just don't see your shit. Cause they don't want to see your shit, but they don't want to unfollow you so that they know, like, you know what I'm saying? I almost, I almost feel like it's like a, well, so that's like, again, to me, if I don't like what you're saying, I'm going to unfollow you, not mute you. But right. That's, that's me. me. Yeah, because I'm honest. Right. I'm just like, you know, the whole thing with like Amy and her friends, like girls will dance around a topic and just like, oh, she's, she's blah, blah, blah about this. I'm like, why don't you just tell her? Like, no, that would start problems. I'm like, well, how, how is it helping with you getting off the phone and raging about something? They never know what's wrong. Right. It's that's mute. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're still best friends. No, actually, that person fucking hates you. They're just too afraid to unfollow you. I don't give a fuck. Unfollow. Right. If you're the person that, you, f you look at your follows so much and you're going to tweet me, why'd you unfollow me? It's like, well, first off, you kind of answered it, right? You care too much about something that you shouldn't care about to me, right? This no. is just the way I handle things. But um, I, I don't know. I just, you know, if you're, if you're the person that's just your only object in life is to make people love you, then you're probably in Hollywood or you're one of these Instagram influencers and you're just doing shit to get likes, right? It's a vanity metric. I don't like that. That's not how I want to live. I want to live how I want to do. If you don't like SpaceX and I tweet about it a lot, well, sorry. You don't have to follow me, right? Right. This is free world. You can unfollow or you can mute. You can do whatever you want and I'm not going to be upset by it. No, no, <laughs> yeah, and I get that. And again, this is a this is a revelation that I've kind of like this is this, this is the way my brain worked for the longest time because I have for the last 14 years how many years am i on jesus 2006 yeah we're coming up on, on 14 years of like twitter and youtube and all these things you know and it started in that and and you see these kids today talking about likes and and follows well, sure, but and, every the world changes sure no absolutely absolutely <laughs> and, I, and i'm changing that's the thing i'm getting to is yep. it's like, it's like now i'm getting to the point where it's like okay yes i i want to keep a relationship with this person but it doesn't mean if they unfollow me we're no longer friends you know, because I unfollow, I have people that I, I'm friends with that I don't follow on Twitter or I don't follow well, them on Instagram. And 100%. Yeah. I have friends that are like, 
militant feminists in Portland. I can't stand 99% of what they say, but we'll still talk and have a drink all the time. Yep. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah. Social media is not a designator of if we're actual friends. This is like the whole thing back in the day of like Facebook. Are we Facebook official? Right. It's like, does it fucking matter? Right. Like Amy watches this show like 90 day fiance or something. And it's like the first date this lady travels across the world and like the first night they go out to dinner, she's like, so we're going to change Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> really? That's what you fucking worry about right now. Let's give maybe them something to talk about. Yeah. Maybe your priorities are in the wrong, you know, thing here because you're more worried about that than actually making this work or considering that, you know, you've only texted this person, never done a video chat with them. And you flew across the world to marry them. Like, Maybe you're a fucking idiot and just nobody's told you that, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. All right. Well, I think we really beat that topic too. But I wanted your insights on that. And we just haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I was like, fuck it. Let's do it on the podcast. Sure. Um, but sure. Hey, we talked about it a couple of times. Let's talk about SpaceX because you do talk about that a oh, lot. <clears throat> yeah. So the, the big question, I, I kind of joked about it on Twitter, on, uh, on, in chat today, but I totally wouldn't ask this. So when do you think we're going to go to Mars? Realistically? If we you had to guess. If you had to guess. Yeah, we as in humans. Like the very first human or like just like... Mm, very first. Let's, let's go very first. Like when do you think the first mission to Mars is going to be? Well, the first mission with a human on it? Yes. With human cargo? Mm, this decade. Next 10 years. By 2030? With, I think before 2030. Okay. I know Elon is shooting for, I believe... 2024, I think, was an, an initial thing talking about Starship a while ago. But as long as, well, the best thing now is, I mean, if you asked me this 10 years ago, I would have said 2050, right? right? Government can't get their shit together. NASA's a fucking train wreck. <clears throat> we didn't have a lot. We didn't, you know, we kind of had a launch system, but not really one anymore to get humans into LEO and a low Earth, or, low Earth orbit. Um, and we were using Soyuz rockets from Russia and all this, but now that it's kind of privatized and there is significant uh, funding, if you will, and there's not only SpaceX, I'm excited about Virgin Galactic, I'm excited about uh, you know, Ariane Space and Blue Origin, uh, United, Launch, United Launch Alliance, like there's all this stuff, and granted they all have military, or they all have you know government contracts to launch satellites and whatever, but it's like, this whole thing that happened recently with SpaceX, where we actually had, you know, Bob and Doug, the two astronauts on, um, on top of a Falcon 9 and the Crew Dragon that went to the space station. That was amazing to me. Like, I actually kind of teared up. Like, I'm not even joking. Amy kind of made fun of me. But, like, this is amazing. Like, we're finally doing things again. So, I'm, it makes me very happy. Like, you know, again, another Pandora's box. But, I, you know, I fear that humans are too short-sighted to continue to grow forward and progress and this whole space thing and getting us off this planet and exploring more and doing bigger and better things is the ticket that i see forward <clears throat> so all this you know all the stuff we just talked about <laughs> right. before so it's just insignificant bullshit it doesn't mean anything it fucking means absolutely nothing uh i'm interested in where are we going in the next 10 years? Where are we go? What's going to happen in the next 50, 100, 2,000 years? That's what interests me. And SpaceX doing what they're doing now is 
like the coolest thing that's happening on the planet right now, I think. When was the, I, I think I remember asking this, I don't remember the numbers. This is the problem with me. I just, I asked the question like, oh, cool. And then it goes, when was the last time humans went to space? Well, humans are in space all the time. Right, right, but I mean like why, okay, so let me ask you, I'm sorry, let me back that up. Why is this one, why was this particular one so significant? Like, why well, did you get teary-eyed? Like, if, if, if humans are always in space and you have your little command, how <laughs> many people are in space at a time, why was this yeah. one specific, so significant? Well, so since the space shuttle stopped in, what, early 2000s, I think? Mm-hmm. With NASA, you mean? 2000. Yeah, I forget when the last one landed. That was an old, old craft, right? That thing was old. Started having massive problems. Maintenance problems were adding up. And, you know, obviously we lost one of those within the last couple decades, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But since then, you know, we have the space station. It's an international space station. It's, you know, uh, Russia and China, and, or not China, it's Russia and Japan and um, Italy. And, you know, there's a couple other nations in there that I'm leaving out that I forgot. But, uh, you know, we make a module, they make a module, it all fits together. It's like at the space station, and again, with science is... We're humans, right? We're a human race. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're Russian. I don't give a fuck if you're Japanese. I don't care if you got this color skin. It doesn't matter because what you're doing up there is you're doing science and you're doing things to progress the human race. And to me, that's what's important. <clears throat> All this bullshit and fucking burn down a building because some cop was a dickhead. You know, it's like, yes, it matters, but... I, I'm looking past, like, there's, if we only focus on what's in front of our face, you're going to fucking fall off a cliff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the space station and where science is going is super exciting to me because that's the future. That's where everything's going. Why this one was different with SpaceX is because instead of us sending astronauts to Russia to launch from the Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, <clears throat> we built... We have an American rocket that was built in the United States, this one by SpaceX. <clears throat> Took American astronauts who have experience on past shuttle launches and things and fighter pilots and stuff. Put them on top of this fucking candle and an American crew dragon that was built in America launched them to fucking space for the first time ever. Well, the first time since the shuttle launches back in the early 2000s when they ended from American soil got them in the space station, did all their science, grabbed a bunch of the other science, put it in the little capsule, came back to Earth, flew through the atmosphere like a little fucking plasma fireball, <clears throat> you know, dumped two drogue chutes, which pulled out four, four primary chutes and landed in the Gulf of Mexico. Totally safe. Fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. And it's, and it's, we're doing, and this is privatized. It's not the old shit system that's been around since the fucking four fifties or whatever. This, you know, the old challenger launch, you know, launch shuttle and all that crap This brand new tech. And this is just a demo. This was just to prove that the system works, right? We did it. They did it before with no crew. It was just a system, it's fully automated, thing launched, went to the space station, connected, unconnected, came back home, no problem. Okay, put two astronauts on it, no problem. It worked, amazing. Next one, uh, I want to think it's in September or November, later this year, it's called Crew 1. We're going to do the same capsule, the Crew Dragon, put it on another Falcon 9, 
There's going to be four people in it. We're launching that, the space station. <clears throat> this is just all basic progression because the next stuff and the stuff that, you know, uh, ULA is building and NASA is building, and basically this is all leading to reusable rocket systems that make everything cheaper so we can do it more often. You know, the satellites and all this stuff from the military, all that's doing is funding research so we can make space more possible, right? And that's right. exciting to me. Because what's coming next is like, you know, more space station, better space station. We're going to do low Earth orbit refueling so we can use all the fuel to get up to space, put it in park, essentially, throw another rocket up there. They'll connect. It'll refuel the first rocket. That rocket will go to the moon or go to Mars, whatever or who knows, some other day, go somewhere else, that the first rocket takes off, goes on its own path, second rocket goes back down, lands on Earth, you know, maybe that's the next one to go up, whatever. That one goes off to moon. We're slowly going to build a system that um, it's going to be in a, a lunar orbit around the moon, which is kind of like a, hey, we're at this other space station, we're landing here, and we're going to you know, sleep for the night, and Tomorrow we're going down to the lunar surface, right? Right. Go down to the lunar surface, and then Starship can take off from the lunar surface, and then go back to that fucking parking orbit, and then it comes back to Earth. We're building a highway system in space. That's fucking amazing. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. It's totally science fiction, but fucking Elon's doing it. Right. It exists. I mean, it doesn't exist, but it's getting there. Yeah. It's close. And then Mars is next. Like you You said too, it's happening faster than like. Yes, this is my thing. I hate slow progress. Where there's so much potential, right? There's so much money out there. There's so much potential to do things. There's there is a lot of smart people, despite what you see on Twitter and Hollywood, right? <laughs> but there's all these good things, and finally, I see us us as humans doing something good, right? We're doing something awesome, and it's it's fun and exciting to me, and I'm that's. I love it. <laughs> That's why I'm such a nerd about the shit. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, I love the passion. Yeah, it's just engineering. It's like, the, you know, this whole um, this uh, starship hop that just happened. You know, the whole thing I tweeted with the water tower it was flying. <clears throat> Everybody, you know, I actually got a lot of questions I haven't even answered yet because it's busy at work. But, you know, why is this significant? I'm like, this is the thing that's going to go land on the fucking moon and take back off and come back to Earth and land on Earth. This is what's going to do it. <laughs> like, we just tested that this one rocket engine, the Raptor, Raptor engine could take off. It could push this heavy-ass fucking water tower up in the air, float for a while, and land. That's all engineering and physics. Right. You got one motor, spewing fire, thrusting this thing up, guidance with little valves and shit, and this thing, like, balances itself. You know, balance, uh, you know, a water bottle or anything on your fingertip. That's what this engine's doing with, you know, I'm going to mess this up, but, you know, 10,000 pounds of thrust or whatever it happens to have. I don't even remember. But, you know, eventually that's Starship. That's going to go on top of a super heavy, a Falcon super heavy, which is way, way, way bigger than the Falcon 9 that launches stuff now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to go to space and do all this stuff and be part of the highway system. So it was all very exciting to me. When you put it that way, too, like, like, like going from here to the space station and then back down and then go from the space station to the moon or, you know, moon's orbit. And then from the moon's orbit to the surface. And then it's like, now we've got this, like, like you said, a highway, right. And then from there you start building 
the infrastructure on the moon and and yep. moon's orbit and then from there you it's that's the next step right and then it's all about timing when mars is the closest and you know yeah that's mm-hmm. that's pretty dope i mean you know you think of like uh we're gonna get into like orbital mechanics a little bit but you know mars is only close every what 24 months or 26 months or something mm-hmm. uh and the reason that's important is because of fuel and resources right right <laughs> so you have to there's a window of time in which you're able to launch and get there in the shortest distance of you know, the shortest distance possible um but if we can do that from the moon well we just eliminated a lot of other problems like escaping earth's atmosphere which is extremely resource intensive fuel intensive and we need fuel to be able to go to you know mars or wherever faster so <clears throat> having you know these extra resources and extra options available instead of just launching something from the earth's orbit and then you know using a tiny little system that's like a secondary fuel source with a motor source to go to mars instead of just like using a big rocket that could get there faster like we need to build the foundations to be able to do that stuff and that's what we're finally doing like you know all this stuff everybody's like you know you can think of what you want about elon dude's smart as fuck he's a huge troll on the internet but you know nobody's perfect right, right. It's like he's very good at he's very good at what he does but also he's kind of an idiot when he talks about stupid shit on twitter but you know he's just messing around so I'm more interested in his brain for what he's doing. And it's not even the space stuff. I mean, Tesla is amazing. Car companies would never be pushing this hard on electric vehicles if Tesla wasn't so fucking successful, right? right. He did that. He's building fucking tunnels under, the, under LA and under Vegas and I think somewhere else. And he's going to send cars through to avoid traffic. <clears throat> like, sounds stupid, but when you think about it, it's like, holy shit, that could kind of work, right? Sounds genius. And then Neuralink, which I'm really excited for, is you know putting a, an interface in your brain. Oh, dude, I listened to that. I listened to that Rogan episode when Rogan was like tripping out on like how it was going to work and everything. Yeah, yeah that's well, exciting. He's, well, he's right. You know, it's like the way we're talking right now is like the fastest that we know. Right? It's video and it's audio. We're going back and forth, and we can see this. But realistically, like that's slow for me to be able to explain orbital mechanics to you right now. <clears throat> at least to my my understanding. <laughs> not that smart about it but you know that's very difficult and i need to explain this to you through sounds that i'm making with my mouth in ways that you can learn and be you become adaptable to what i'm telling you right that's very stupid like if i could just transfer what i know about a topic to your brain like it's done how much fucking faster can everything move again neo bro progress yeah jack you know, in everything becomes everything eventually you know reality slowly becomes science fiction right Look at yeah. star trek all the shit it's like who the fuck would you know dick tracy had a phone on his watch but it was totally science fiction dude i got all dead i had this six years ago right yeah at this point it's old news but it's cool it's progress so yeah i'm interested in all this stuff i love it so so speaking about geeking out on stuff uh something that Technically, I guess you. Well, I I wanted one before that, but you really, you were you were the push, and then we'll we'll say you know Randy was the push. But smoking meat, like that's something that we've gotten kind of gotten into this last year. Like I said, the last time the the 
I mean, I, I've seen you since uh, the the whole lockdown, but like the last time we hung out, hung out was when we were putting together your new smoker. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've the, the three of us have kind of like had our own little like smoking meat party, uh, sharing recipes and sharing our our shit that we've been doing on the weekends. And yep. you two have obviously surpassed everything that I do. I, I have the smallest one, and I'm just kind of like, well, whatever. You guys are like really geeking out on that. Um, uh, chops way harder into it than I am. Well, and I think it's because that's his thing, though. Like you have, well, you have you have all these other things that you're really really into, and it shows. Yeah. To me, I just I just like barbecue, right? Like just like a fucking central, eat. Yeah, Central Texas barbecue. I like food, right? Yeah. You know? Good sushi, good pho, good everything, but. Um, what's yeah, been, what's been your favorite thing? What's been your favorite thing you've smoked so far? Um, probably ribs, honestly, and, and those eggs, those uh, smoked deviled <sighs> eggs. <laughs> I, I think you did them. I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. So I like did it, and now like uh, like even Amy's parents are like, hey, you gonna make uh, some smoked eggs? Bring it over this weekend? I'm like, well, I guess I am now. Like, <laughs> so now I'm now I'm that guy already. Dude, you but, gotta you try know, the salsa. You gotta try the salsa. Oh, I've already done. Well, I've done that recipe, but I have done my own, and we did it on the grill. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I also bought a kettle, kettle mm-hmm. grill, because I just miss that like charcoal char, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Certain things I want to be able to. I mean, the ultimate is you smoke, you know, you know, a chicken or you smoke a uh, steak or something, and then you you hit it on that five hundred degree grill with the charcoal. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just into that and. I mean, I was always kind of into it. I used to help uh, my buddy Brian. He would do barbecue competitions, and I helped him on a handful, you know, a bunch of different um, competitions. Kind of saw how things went, and we, you know, we we always placed like second or like fifth or third on different things: brisket, chicken, ribs, stuff like that. But I kind of saw like how it was, and I just got to eat a lot of barbecue, so I was kind of excited. Um, but smoking is it's interesting because. On some things, I see it's like a ton of work, right? It's like, oh my god, like it was so much work to prep and do all this stuff, and and it's like by the end of the day when this thing's finally ready to eat, I'm just like, I'm going to bed, you know, I'm dead. But it's because I'm not used to it yet, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like Randy, old, you know, like why are you stressing about this? I'm like, well, it's because I've never done it, right? And it's like, I don't know what temperature meat should be. I'm not a fucking chef. Right. I've literally never cooked anything in my entire life and I'm 40, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So to me, it's like rapid, rapid learning program. So it's fun though. It's, you know, I think once, a, once it's not 10,000 degrees outside uh, and once the COVID thing kind of settles down to where I don't feel as stressed about everything and I have a little more time, I think I'll really enjoy it. <clears throat> I'm actually enjoying grilling. I haven't even touched a smoker in a few weeks. I'm really enjoying just grilling. That's fun on, to me. On your, on your kettle? Uh-huh. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. And now it's like you learn to build a fire with the charcoal and make sure it's hot. And I don't know. You got to move things around. It's more interactive, right? Smoking's like, you know, hey, in three Same hours. Yeah. You know, spritz this, and in four hours, wrap it. And then, you know, check the temp after six hours, and then most times, pretty fine, right? It's right. Like, that's like, you know, a, a Boston butt or something. But um, the grilling is, like, I was just doing a bunch of little chicken wings the other night, sweating my ass off, listening to a podcast with a thick old glass of whiskey. <clears throat> 
rolling those little bastards around because I'm freaking out. They're going to get either too burned or they're going to be, they're going to kill me when I eat it, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but once I get comfortable with it, I think it's fun. And honestly, those were like, Amy was like, these are the best wings I've had. I'm like, you're just saying that because, you know, I made them. She's like, no, seriously, they're awesome. But it's like when you make something, again, it's like, it's the engineering thing, right? I want to know how things are made. I want to, like, I w- I've never been interested in cooking, but it is interesting a little bit because it's like, how do you grill it? Like, how do you smoke that to make it taste like how Franklin's brisket tastes? Like, I want to dice, you know, I want to figure out how that works, right? So, right. it's been fun. It's definitely a new thing. But I can't wait till it's not so hot, man. Because being yeah. out there over a grill at 600 degrees, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> well, and and yeah, and I wanted to say this too because we touched base on on the Arizona heat and how I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Really, what it comes down to is I just like I'm I'm used to it and I tolerate it because it's just it's Arizona, right? And like I always say all the time, like people are like, how do you survive in the heat? It's like, well, first and foremost, if you're really gonna be outside, you got to be in the water in the shade. So that's that's the way you can like literally just hang out outside. I'll spend six hours in the backyard in the, in the pool. I got like an umbrella with shade. I got a cold drink in my hand. No problem. But if you're like just trying to like do everyday normal shit, it sucks. That's to your point. Yeah. Grilling. Like you got to be in the driveway working on your car or, you know, in the garage doing something. You're like, fuck, like I'm all with you on that. It does suck. Right. You're just fucking dripping sweat. And it's, it's just, you know, the air gets even the ground is hot. Like, yeah, I'm a, I haven't even, I have all this stuff in the garage. I have all this lumber and all these little projects that I've already sketched out on you know, grid paper and I know measurements and all that stuff, but I haven't pulled all my tools out and done it. Cause it's like the garage is at 6,000 degrees. I can't do it. The floor is hot. I don't even want to sit on the floor. Right. It's like everything, you know, change the oil on the wife's car and my truck. I don't want to do that right now. It's too hot. <clears throat> so I don't know. To me, I know you, you're like, uh, June and July are pretty rough. I'm like, fuck that. May through October suck. It's six <laughs> months for me. It's six and six, six months here amazing and beautiful that's awesome the other six months are death and i just i hate everything right <laughs> it's horrible yeah well and 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 you know i i got i just got back from uh from mission beach and like i've and I, this is gonna be this is another episode again I, I have a whole list of podcast episodes i want to do and one of them i want to talk about specifically mission beach and san diego but then also like just weather and but like it's one of those things where like that's one thing that it when I really think about it, yes, that's the part that I dislike about Arizona is that right now at this exact moment, if I want, if I had a coffee shop that was a block away, it'd be ridiculous for me to walk from there to there. Like you and I yeah. did that last year. You and I walked to that taco shop. We were working out yeah, of galvanized co-working place. Yeah. Yeah. And it fucking sucked. So the, oh, it was <laughs> so hot. And you know, cause you're like, the thing is, is again, if you're in the shade, it's, it's tolerable. It's if hot working if you're not expending energy if yeah. you're just standing or sitting somewhere in the shade it's fine yeah there's a breeze better yeah but if you need to like do anything physical more than like sit or stand up or do a 16 ounce curl right yeah well and like i said it's the direct sunlight because like i'll go for my walks in the yep. morning and it's like 89 90 degrees right in the shade it's hot but it's okay i can walk in the shade i'm fine but the moment that sun hits me it's like oh my yeah. god it's like you're, you can yeah. feel the sweat sizzle on your forehead. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You got to look at the UV index, right? It's like mm-hmm. most times during the summer, it's at least 9, 10, or 11. And that's on a scale of 11. So 
So yeah. If you if you have a, like an 11 out of 11 UV, it's like, what is it? Like 15 or 20 minutes you can burn or yep. 10 minutes you can burn or something like that. I mean, obviously it depends on the percentage of melanin in your skin, but um, yeah, obviously. it's interesting. It's, obviously. Obviously. Um, I love well, that you just good. throw that out. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like the, this is part of the vitamin D deficiency. I know, but it's just right? funny how that's how your brain works. Where you're like, we're talking about, we're talking about heat and hot. And then you're like UV, uh, but also of course it depends on how much, you know, melanin's in your skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it matters. It's part of the equation. And there's about, about, about 75% of people that are listening to this going like, what, what is he talking about? Well, do I have Google. melanoma? Learn what? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like. Hey, if you don't know what that means, this is a good time to go Google it and learn something, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if somebody says something you don't understand, go look up the word. That's literally why I built the define function in the robot that's in your chat room. I love it's it. It's like, <laughs> somebody's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that doesn't mean that. Here, define space word. And they're like, oh, okay. Thank, thank you, Oxford Dictionary, for the wonderful API. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Phoenix just isn't a walkable city. It's like even where I'm, I I'm way closer to downtown, but it's like I wouldn't walk to a restaurant. Right. It's just like awkward. And here, like when you're walking around, people are like, the fuck is this dude walking for? Right. Like it's such a weird thing. Like if you're in your little neighborhood, it's fine. But if you're like on a main road, right. Half the time there's not even sidewalks. Yeah. Like it's not even built to be a walkable city because it's freaking Phoenix and it's six thousand degrees out. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, unless Take you're down unless you're downtown. But even like you said, even then, like right now, it sucks just because yeah, all the buildings and the yeah, yeah. Well, granted, COVID, but ignore that. Like, yeah. you know, most days there's not, and even at night when you're walking around, most of these play people, most of these businesses have misters on, mm -hmm. which is fantastic because it forms, you know, a hydro curtain and it keeps the a lot of the heat out. But you know, when you're between buildings or walking across, you know. Even drivers are horrible here because they're not used to pedestrians, right? Right. I would never ride a road bike out here. Like, I actually have a very close friend of mine that's gotten hit twice out here on his road bike because people just don't pay attention. One chick was high on something, but <laughs> some illegal drug. But the the other one was just some person who derped the corner and didn't look because they're not used to pedestrians. Mm -hmm. Like, San Francisco, like, the cabs will run you over or the Ubers will because they're just trying to hurry up and right. get more money right but it's like there's people everywhere walking it's like very normal to have pedestrians around so they're very used to that very you know cognizant of like hey there might be a person on this corner whereas here they just like roll stop signs and they don't give a fuck nobody looks right. because it's so rare to see anybody walking across the road it's like you know and, and most of our roads are what six lanes like you know you know take any road i don't know arizona avenue or dobson or whatever like like you know, it's so wide. It's like a highway in the middle of town, right? Right. It's just weird. It's not a walking culture. It's just interesting. No, so. which that's that really is recently the thing that's bothered me is like I love the walkability. It's reason one of the reasons we right. moved a couple of years ago, and you know we're renting right now, but we're gonna be looking at buying a house in this neighborhood because in the middle of my neighborhood, we, there's this main street that has all that shit that I love that you had in San Francisco that that we love that we had in in Mission Beach. You know, I talk about like even like Seattle, um, Austin, like, and really it comes down to any downtown area. I mean, even Phoenix. Sure. I love downtown Phoenix. I know you like to, to give it shit, but like there it's, it's a dense, it's just real boom. Just, you know, so many, so many square miles. I don't know how many square miles the downtown area is. And there's little mm -hmm. pockets like Roosevelt's dope. Um, Central is dope, you know, down by the stadiums are dope. And then it's like everything in between is kind of whatever. Right. Whereas like San Francisco, San Francisco, it's literally like 
miles and miles of dope shit, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I could, we actually did it once just to say we could, but walk from downtown where I was all the way to Ocean Beach, which is on the west side. You walk to the ocean. <clears throat> so San Francisco is seven by seven. So it's seven miles by seven miles. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I was half mile in maybe from the east side, from the bay side, and mm. then we walked all the way down. But it's like when you do that, there's tons of stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. Sometimes it's a lot of houses. But most of the time, it's coffee shops and food shops and delicatessens and, and bars and whatever, all the way seven yes, miles. Yes, yes, yes. Right? <laughs> it's like here, you walk 100 feet and you're, you know, there's an empty lot. You yeah. know, it's, you know, it, or it's a, just, mile of, oh, a mile of a brick wall because it's all houses. That's the thing that yeah. where I grew up in the north, like Northwest Valley, that's the thing that sucked. It's literally you had to go a mile, like every square mile was an intersection and all four corners had shit on it right? Supermarkets and, and like you said, restaurants and, and stuff like right. that. Now it's big box stores. But then like the whole next mile was literally just a sidewalk on a busy road with a brick wall and nothing between. Which That's is no what fun. weirded me out when I very first moved to Phoenix. Like, cause we had like chain link fences most of the time. You know, some of them had like the stripping in the middle, mm -hmm. you know, so you kind of like blocks. So you Privacy, can, you know, some yeah. people have wooded fences or whatever, but most cases you knew your neighbors right especially as a kid like your ball would go over the fence like nine times out of ten and you go ring the doorbell and you're like hey blah blah or it's like you knew your neighbors across the street like you like hey go over to jane's house and get some butter you know did that all the time when i was a kid <clears throat> you go to arizona and like nobody talks to each other no. nobody knows who their neighbor is and there's these big block walls between everything you unless you like purposefully jump up or like put a ladder to look over you, you don't even know what your neighbor's backyard looks like right which is you know part of privacy i guess but it's such a foreign concept to me and everything's so close right it's like you're you you're in this you know quarter acre lot or you know eighth acre lot whatever with this big block wall around you <clears throat> and i think that also goes into a lot of the uh, thing we were talking about earlier where you know people aren't really good at talking to each other or understanding that hey even the dude that lives next to you probably voted for the other guy or has very differing opinions than you but you wouldn't know because you don't even know his name or you right. never talk or even here like i'll wave to people now i just make a point of it because i think it's funny that nobody waves back mm -hmm. it freaks people out man <laughs> it's like i'm in my driveway like like the, the other day i was pulling the garbage cans back in from the from the curb you know and some person drives by and like kind of like looked real quick, threw my hand up. Nothing weird, like not waving and like, oh. it's just like quick, like, what up? And like they turn back real quick and I'm like, oh my God, like they saw me. <laughs> like, but that happens all the time. And it's just the Phoenix culture thing. And I know that's in a lot of places, but where I grew up, that was very not how things were. So I don't know. It's super I make a weird. point. I make a point to say hi, like, and honestly, I, you're right. You, it's funny you say that because I like, I'm, I'm a super friendly guy, but I remember being with you and it was here when you visited me and then when i went and visited you in san francisco like yes you said hi to everybody like you made a point to say hi to everyone how's it going what's up how you, how you doing how you doing and it's like even though i am a friendly guy unless their eye contact was made unless it was like a an encounter that was like damn near it'd be awkward if you didn't say hi was the only time that i would whereas now like i try to make a point that you know even if before someone makes eye contact with me, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? You know? And then they look at me like, Oh, hi. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's always like surprising. Like, Oh, hi. <laughs> Someone's like, talking I'm to me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to like know your life, bro. It's like, you good? What up? 
there like early COVID, like when we'd walk around the neighborhoods, it was pretty cool because there'd be people in the front yards and kind of it was still new. Yeah. Nobody had opinions about masks or anything yet. We're all just like, oh fuck, there's this bad thing. You walk by and like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? All right. Woo. Like that was cool. I can see that coming back though, like once the weather gets bad, gets nice again. I can see people yeah, sitting in their driveways, in their front yards, that kind of thing. Like it's same yeah, thing here. Like there's some drivers with like, their coolers uh, and shit. Yeah, that like sit outside, and that's kind of cool. But that's even rare, right? Yeah, because we're in like an older neighborhood, so I think it's just more established. People have been here for a while, but uh, you know, in the city, you know, I walk all the time, and you see the same people. I'd see business owners that weren't on, they weren't working. We're like, hey, what's going on? You know, just like talking and like, oh, hey, I'm. Don't go over there. There's a weird dude over there. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. And where you see, you know, like your sushi chef just walking around shopping when you're at the Asian market. I'm like, hey, what are you buying? Is this for the restaurant? And he's like, no, no, it's for my house. <clears throat> and you just like talk to him and learn stuff. And see, that's like, awesome. Hey, where'd you, get, where'd you get that bun me from? Like, he's like, oh, you got to go to this place. I'm like, bam. Love that like shit. Getting to know the local intel. But here is like not, unless you like are friends with somebody that can tell you that kind of stuff. Like, nobody does that here. And it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I think I, I I think there's pockets of it, but it's so spread out. We're like we're, what you're saying, like, you know, you're a couple of miles and you run into the same people, right? Like because everyone's kind of like in the same vicinity, whereas here it's so spread out. You can have little pockets of it. Like, I think, again, I feel like we have that here. We need to move a little closer to it because we're kind of on the outskirts. But like our goal is to be within so many you know blocks of that main area. And it's like just the the two. Well, now it's been three and a half years since we've been in this area, we started making friends with the bartenders and start making friends with like servers. And you know, like I was talking about this today, like I know, the, and I like, I know the people, I don't know them, but like enough to be like, that we recognize each other. Like, Hey, how's it going? They know my drink at the coffee shop and, and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, starting that relationship with those, with those people. Yeah, I love that's it. Good. I love it. <clears throat> and you're in a good little area for that. And that's kind of why they built it that way. Right. They, mm -hmm. they specifically architected the, what are those planned communities or something? Is yep. that what they call them? Yep, master counties. Sun, yeah, Sun City was that built originally that way back in the day for the old people, like 55 and older or whatever it is. <clears throat> like Boomer City, whatever you want to call yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, any uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, I feel like we could talk forever. You say that too. You actually said that. We could talk for hours, uh, which we will. We'll, 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 we'll just keep this conversation going. We'll check in. Well, I think we should check in once a month and just be I'm like, what's what's this what's that and i now i will make a point to write stuff down like oh i want to talk about check about this yeah, <laughs> unravel it unravel open the box but i don't know any 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 closing thoughts about the people that are listening because we have a i know we have a we have a diverse audience we have a diverse community of all ages and all demographics sure um what's a life lesson <laughs> on the spot i would just say um <clears throat> don't take everything so personally do your research educate yourself you know be a skeptic about things just uh if you if you're pretty hard-lined on a topic or you know something you're like well this is this it's like well maybe you want to look outside of that or i just you know getting out and exploring meeting other people learning other cultures all that kind of stuff definitely can help with a lot of the bullshit that we see on Twitter and social media and the news these days. Just understanding that 
you know, maybe that person had a shitty day too, right? <clears throat> and just being like, take a breath before you just blow up on somebody or a topic or retweet something or, you know, take a step back. Not everything's so, so important to jump on. I liked your, I liked your, the, the, I don't want to say line, but the, your, you said the, the zoom out. I like the, 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 the analogy yep. of zooming out. Like we look at things, I think so much through like a little peephole yep. and you know, if you, when you, like you said, when you zoom out a little bit, you realize the big picture or how insignificant this one thing is, this one person is, this one incident is in the grand scheme of things and knowing that tomorrow's another day and that's now behind us. That's now, you know, in the past. Yep. And it's, you know, some people have a real hard time with that, especially like, you know, I always send out that the, the blue marble photo. It's like, you know, earth from Saturn or whatever that was from or mm -hmm. Neptune, Jupiter, whatever it was. But, um, and everybody's like, well, how can you, you know, you're just ignoring everything. It's like, no, it, it, it grounds you. Right. It, it's that, it's that base to grab onto to realize that like, man, that dude at work that pissed me off, it doesn't really fucking matter, right? It's like we're all in the same shit sandwich floating around a nuclear fucking plasma ball that's going to expand and heat us to death eventually, right? right. <laughs> we're, all the same, we're all on the same carnival ride. You know, if, if you puke in the ride, we all got to deal with your puke. <laughs> so <laughs> consider uh, before you puke to not maybe. <laughs> That's a good end. That's a good ending. Yeah, we're gonna end on puke. Um, uh, so, uh, what's the what's the one place people can find you if they want to if they want to uh, follow you or read up on your shit? In Clintus's stream. Uh, I don't know. You can find me at Chuck Reynolds on Twitter. That's probably the best thing. Reynolds like Reynolds rap. For the most part, if anybody's listened to this podcast this long, they probably already know where to find me. So I don't think any new person's like, oh my god, that guy sounds interesting. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know I'm not. sure there'll be a nice ratio of follows and unfollows after this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, right. Exactly. But hey, if you did listen this far and you do have Twitter, hit me up on Twitter and just say if you hated it or you liked it. Start a conversation. Maybe learn something. Maybe I learned something, right? That's what it's all about. Always forward. Always forward. That is another one of my sayings. You can learn from the past shouldn't forget it but we must go forward that's one of my that's one of my five tattoos by the way that was really like, i was telling you about like like either like i i, I haven't no. decided yeah well that's just it i haven't decided if it's gonna be a hashtag or if it's just gonna be like like some kind yeah. of cool font you know hashtags will go out of popularity at some point it'll be yeah. meaningless 20 years when twitter is something that's not twitter why don't you sketch it for me Sure. Put it like on a wood that. sign and then I'll I'll get that. I'm not a I'm not a artist. Have your Bullshit. daughter. Do it. I've seen it. I've seen your sketches. Yeah, yeah. Another hidden talent that I don't use. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yes, sir. Well, there you go. Time for some QA. Last week I told you guys to text me your questions for the podcast. You can send a text message to 602. 497-2046, text the word hashtag, uh, text hashtag podcast, and your question might get put on the show. Just like Sean, Sean asks, um, when do you see yourself quitting YouTube and Twitch? 
Uh, this is a good question, Sean. I get this question quite often because, uh, you know, as I get older, kids start to wonder, you know, when will I retire? And the answer is, I will continue to do what I do as long as there's somebody watching me. <clears throat> you know, as long as somebody keeps coming back to uh, talk to me in chat, I'll keep streaming. As long as people keep coming back to YouTube to watch the videos, I'll keep making them. There's really no reason for me to stop. Um, I could definitely see the number of videos I put out going down. I could see the number of hours that I stream, the days I stream going down, um, you know, as life changes. But I, just, I, I love what I do. And honestly, for me, it's so effortless uh, because I've been doing it for so long, you know, uh, making YouTube videos for over 10 years and live streaming off and on for 10 years. And, you know, I, I just do it. It's, it's like a habit. It's, it's a routine. It's my life. I couldn't imagine not picking up a camera and vlogging. You know, I might go hours without doing it or even maybe even a day, but realistically, like it, I always go back to a camera. So, uh, yeah, I guess the answer is, uh, you know, no plans to ever stop really. Next, we got one from Danielle. Uh, she asks, what was your least favorite vlog you've done? Uh, and honestly, I, I don't, I can't think of one specific vlog that is like, oh my God, this is the worst vlog ever. Um, I think just in general, anytime we vlogged a day where we never left the house, uh, a, a day that, you know, we didn't really do anything, a, a lazy day. Cause right. You know, we all have those lazy days where we're like, we're on the couch watching TV or watching movies. You know, maybe you're laying in bed on your phone, taking naps all day. Like you just, you know, you just don't do anything that that's worth mentioning. Like when a friend called you, Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Well, I mean, you're doing something like, no, I'm really, man, I'm not doing anything. Like, you know, I, I think those vlogs when I, you know, back when we were daily, were my least favorite because it just, I felt like I was wasting your time. Like, here's a, here's a three minute vlog of me on the couch, you know, and, and usually it's like, you know, two minutes of me talking and 30 seconds of, you know, Tiff and the kids and you know, there's your vlog. Um, so yeah, just, and, and even, even now, like <clears throat> with, you know, with everything going on with COVID and everything, you know, we're not leaving the house very often. And when we are, it's in and out, everyone's wearing masks. It's just not as fun. Right. And it's summertime. So it's hot and everyone's outside. And so it's just one of those, things that, you know, when we have boring days, they equal boring vlogs. And I appreciate the hell out of you guys. They're always like, dude, it's not boring. Even, you know, even your boring days are entertaining. And I appreciate that. I really do. That's honestly keeps me going, keeps me going like, yep. All right. People are still into it. Let's do it. Like they want to know what I'm doing. They want to know what I have for breakfast. They want to know what kind of flavored hint water I'm drinking right now. It's watermelon. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Thanks for the questions, guys. Like I said, uh, if you want your question answered on the podcast, send a text message to 602-497-2046. Uh, it's U.S. only at the moment. Sorry, I'm working on getting international, but right now it's U.S. only. And uh, you must have an actual phone number. iMessage doesn't work. Sorry. So uh, thanks for listening. Next week, new episode on Monday morning. Stay tuned. It's going to be a juicy one.